0: I don't know if, uh, you're able to. You're welcome to record if you can. But I have Audacity, it worth those tours.
1: <laughs> got it. Okay, so you have this hooked up through Audacity
0: and that's how you're recording it? Yeah, because in case uh, I'm not that familiar with, you know, Ross, he did all that tech stuff. And I'm <laughs> not tech savvy. I'm surprised I got this far. <laughs> Well, I do appreciate your time and everything. Uh, let's see. I don't see you where the dark Let's see where I can uh, Hmm. You know what, I think I put my video up. There we are. Hi how are you? I tried you? the background. <laughs> it's blurred background. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was trying to change my background, but it wouldn't let me.
0: So. Mine had a few selections, so I picked the blurred one. I you these new crystals today, beautiful, cool, and red Jasper. May I also chat? I'm What do you have? My oh, name- yeah,
1: they're they're crystals. Yep. Very nice. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm surrounded by crystal a lot the time. <laughs> so I have my few list of questions. or if you're ready to do topics, I want to share if you would do like a single topic or anything just want to like question. I use I use standard questionnaires here a, mostly uh, so um, and of course this might be edited if you don't mind oh well, yeah, fine. you could do it's your show. I'm just here I'm the guest, I'm just here okay right. <laughs> so if you see bloopers anything like that i can always take it out you know okay <laughs> that's why i love it actually, actually better than Skype. type but i think it's recording i'm using my laptop for everything let me never check. yeah it's recording hey you never know it might get an evp while we toss it hey you know what yesterday
1: i went to art bell's gravesite, and i caught an evp on oh, nice. his gravesite, I don't think it's him. I think it's another spirit that was trying to scare me, but still, it's it's wild. Maybe I'll play that later.
0: Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah, remind me. Like, oh, hi Kitty. This is Loki. <laughs> uh, hi Loki. Join your show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's just start it. I don't have an intro yet. Uh, I'm gonna have to work that in now. Because he okay. used to do intros and outros and everything. I'm like, oh that would add to everything now. <laughs> Maybe next time when you go on a podcast <laughs> I don't know how I all that can even. I think we should have to do Zoom for that, right? To go
1: on To go live? No. <laughs> um <But there's... laughs> Adam Adam uses um StreamYard. And that'll go live.
0: No. Feel free if you need to take a little break or whatever. whatever. <laughs> so I'm just doing audio, so, um, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll introduce you. And so I think someone will stuff in there. <laughs> Hold on, <you> here, <laughs> OK, so are ready? I'm ready. I'm so me. On. Start with the show, that's how we did it before. <laughs> I've been told where you at.
1: It's uh, it's chilly for Vegas. I will say that. I know it's not as cold as the rest of the country, but it is definitely cold for Vegas. As Vegas people are used to warmer weather at this time of year. Did it snow there at one time? Um, so it snows in the mountains, but it doesn't snow in the valley where we are. So right now there's, I think there's several inches of snow up on Mount Charleston and some of the surrounding mountains. It's really pretty. And it stays like that the snow comes probably in early September, and it just it'll stay all the way until I don't know, this like late, maybe March is when it'll start to go away. It's really neat. <laughs>
0: Not a little pale. <laughs> <laughs> Very light makeup anymore. So let's head to All right, ready? I'm ready. All right Um. so 321. I'm here with a uh, C. L. CL Thomas and. Uh, I'm back with uh Haunted Road Connections. Uh, he's not live yet with uh with Ross and uh, he has pulled a plug, so we all miss him, but it's you know we had a pretty good run for the past couple of years. With uh, Paranormal apparently radio and uh, I'm your host and will continue to be the host at least uh the solo for the. Hunting Real Connections, and I have a wonderful guest tonight. I already mentioned her name, C.L. Thomas, and she's a fellow. I love talking to fellow authors. And, um, you know, she's uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and um, she graduated from, uh, I say it right, Belmont University. Belmont. And she, um, she moved to Nashville. Uh, in pursuit of career in communications and although journalism that's pretty interesting. And uh, where she lived her uh her fifteen years is is CL Thomas. Can I just call you CL for sure? Who who Thomas? Absolutely. <laughs> you can call me C L. Okay. Uh you call me Nicky my nickname <laughs> <laughs> And um so she um, CL travels Wiley is fine arts uh, yeah, fine arts photographer and writer exploring as well as exploring various uh afterlife resources and OBEs and, me- and metaphysics and Mahaya folklore and charitable events in group and uh, she is the host of her own uh, small town tales, tales podcast and content with writer, a mystery writer for it uh, and author. So in her latest book, I believe was uh speaking to shadows. I want to touch a little bit about that you can. And uh, she. When she was released uh, back in uh February 25th of this year. and currently she uh, resides I don't know if you want me to tell, but in in Vegas, so um, she also um has her golden beloved golden retriever, in <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and and you know that the room with your head. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for taking your time and being on the show, and I'm so, so sorry if not live anymore, but at least we'll try this spot as far. This far. <laughs> so welcome
1: thank you so much for having me
0: it <laughs> so anytime um yeah it's like um i don't even know where to begin i love talking to fellow um authors and podcasters i mean of course i have to ask most which i ask all my guests uh, do you have any first period of most friendships that would you my sharing what was that
1: what was the question again your first paranormal experiences? And you know, my oh, series. goodness. Probably when I was, it was when I was two or three years old. It, it's actually one of the first memories that I can recall as Uh-oh. a young child. Um, so, growing up, of co- I've seen a lot of ghosts growing up in my own house. Um, I've seen, there was a man figure that would come to me a lot. Um, I would see balls of light, I saw relatives that had passed, just a lot of different experiences from a very young age, so I kind of grew up with the paranormal. Can you think be able to see me,
0: meeting you I have psychic abilities as well?
1: Do you think that I would see ghosts with, can you ask that one more time?
0: Psychic abilities as well.
1: Do I have psychic abilities? Um, so I don't know if there's psychic abilities. I can't read the future and things like that, but I definitely have mediumship medium. abilities. Yeah. Like I don't read tarot cards or, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I am really good at remote viewing. I'm really good <laughs> at reading a room. Like I can go into a room and, and pick up on, what's happened there, um, and different spirits that are hanging around people. But what makes me a little different than the average medium, like say Chris Fleming or Patty Negri, is that I don't really seem to talk to spirits like they do. They say that they can hear their voices. And I do, I guess, sometimes hear voices, but it's more of a um Oh, I do um,
0: sometimes yeah. I can talk through the room with a gonna... You know, there's talking me right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, so when people ask me for specific messages, I can get that, but not like somebody like Chris Fleming could do. Right. If it makes any sense.
0: I was just going to have, because of Patty, I was just going to have her on one of my shows, but I'm happy to get contact with her. You didn't go or any situation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've gotten to meet her at a couple of events now, and I, I really like her. She's very genuine. You really can't say that a lot about some of these um, more famous mediums, you know. Right. But she's very genuine. She's very real. She really believes in what she does, and she's really out there to try to help people. It's, it's She's a great person.
0: I'm surprised she even responded to my email. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, was, I have a question from uh, another um, fellow podcaster. I'm sure you heard of him. Adam, been historian.
1: Oh, I'd love Adam.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, he shows a part the podcast and he had a show on Daredevil Radio. And so he wants to know, as well as actually, it's one of my questions. <laughs> he wants to know, so what was your favorite point in?
1: Romania. Oh my goodness, that's a whole show on its own. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Romania was such... Oh my goodness, I highly recommend, if you have a chance to go, (sighs) it's Maria with Mysterious Adventures Tours, and I'm going to do a little advertising for her right now (laughs) unsolicited. I tell you what, this trip I can't even begin to describe you how much this trip has changed my view of the paranormal and people in the field and just me as a person. This trip has just had such a profound effect on me in so many different ways. And surprisingly, I've actually met, there was two people from Las Vegas on this trip that I've gotten to know and we've become really good friends. So we're actually signed up to go to the Germany trip in July um, just to go hang out (laughs) But, oh,
0: wow.
1: Romania, oh my goodness, the people are so sweet. Uh, you'll never meet nicer people. Um, the food is fantastic. The places are gorgeous.
0: Oh, I it, food.
1: <laughs> yes, there's so much craftsmanship and art that goes into everything, all the buildings over there. Um, and then to top it all off, they have all these really great historic places, like, The Vlad Drakel House, for instance. Uh, It's supposed to be the place where, well, not supposedly, it is the place where Vlad Dracula was born. Um, His father owned that home. And it's in this little town that dates back to, I think, the 11th century. It's a little medieval town. And it's just amazing. Um, We had a seance there. And we we had picked up a lot of great things during this seance. Um, another favorite though, was Corbin Castle. And this castle dates back to I think thirteenth century. It may be a little older than that, so don't hold that to me. But Corbin Castle, I really got to test some things i had I have a couple theories with the paranormal, and I really got to test them at Corbin Castle. Um and one of my theories is that a lot of people believe that spirits are omnipresent, that they can, talk to you in any language and you know that sort of thing be everywhere at once um, and I kind of had this theory with EVPs in that maybe this isn't the case because a lot of places uh, you don't pick up EVPs past like the Victorian age or you don't pick them up if you're in like a French-speaking area like in New Orleans for instance um, just different places that I've noticed but we had a translator there and we got to actually go ghost hunting at night at Corbin castle. And one of the guys was able to translate um, Bulgarian and he was able to translate into Romanian language and German. So we were asking questions in all three different languages. And then we would ask in English. And when we asked in English, we didn't get a whole lot of responses, but then when we started talking or speaking in um, the German the Germans occupied a lot of these places during the Second World War, uh, we actually got responses in German. And then we would ask the questions in Romanian, and of course we got answers back in, Roman- in Romanian and Bulgarian. And there's a other languages too that we I haven't really been able to figure out just yet, but it was so cool to test that theory
0: I'm part German, but I don't know the language. Or language. That's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's definitely Corbin Castle is my favorite place over there.
0: The pictures were pretty awesome too. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I've been a lot of hiking to do there and everything.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of hiking, a lot of mountains in that. It's just an amazing place. I highly recommend someone, people to go there for sure. I think Maria's holding two trips next year one in the spring and one in the fall again and they're going to be smaller groups so that they're more intimate and highly recommend it
0: yeah, i think a smaller group is better if you get more chances mm-hmm. something like EVPs or whatnot so you you mentioned earlier that you've seen not only like those right operations and light anomaly oh you want to elaborate on that like like anomalies or orbs,
1: or, sorry. Yeah, so they weren't—they weren't exactly orbs. They were more of like a ball of light. Probably some of them would be the size of a baseball. Some of them would be the size of a basketball, and it would just kind of move around the room. So, oh,
0: well. they, they of course colors or are they basically the same. What was the question again? colors or are they basically the same. So
1: sometimes they were white and then sometimes they were like an off blue color.
0: I was like bluish? Yes,
1: But they weren't, I didn't know at the time because I was so young. I, you know, I didn't know that's what I was seeing. It wasn't until much later that looking back, it's like, oh, and then I also confirmed with my mom at the time. Um. The stuff that was going on when I was younger, she was she was able to affirm, yeah, you saw this. She also told me some other things, too, that I don't actually remember doing or seeing. But she's told me that I've seen uh, another lady while growing up. And it turned out to be a neighbor. Um, just some different things.
0: Right. I know a lot of people can be biased about light anomalies orbs. Mm-hmm. it can be dust and other things, too. But when it moves, in, it is different pattern or if you show up twice I've seen the same or the same evening. And you know there's something that's one of my first experiences.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. That's pretty neat. I wish I had a camera, but you know, when Matthew I didn't know anything about how to do uh, activity like I do now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah
1: growing <laughs> up with it, it's you know, you hear so many of these stories of people that have abilities and mediumship and their number one thing is, Oh, they were so afraid growing up. You know, they were so scared. That was not my, that was not my um, experience at all. It was more of a, cause I didn't know to be scared. There was nothing scary about it. It was like, almost like I had friends, if that makes sense. None, none of it was scary. It wasn't until much, much later that, I
0: know it's history, yeah. but it actually <laughs> <Just> <laughs> same time, you know? I so was like, how often does that happen? <laughs> and plus, I had other witnesses to me, so I was the only one. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. I uh, you never had, or I know of anyone that had an OBE since you mentioned that you studied OBE with, with out of body experiences? I've come close to it, but I haven't yet. Yeah. Have you had an OB? I might have when I was like, maybe and I don't really recall much, if anything. <laughs> and I have several heart sugars, and, and I had to be put in like incubator and everything. So I have close calls. <laughs> but I don't remember much. I've
1: had one and it's really not, something i like to talk about because it's such a personal experience yeah. So, yeah i have i have an experience back in college where i did have an obe and i really don't like to talk about what happens at that time but yeah i did have an obe and i
0: found my astral projection right the
1: obe
0: mm-hmm. i know i did astral yeah <laughs> so well, at the time, it's,
1: it's one of those things where I just really didn't know to ask either. I wasn't in a good frame of mind at the time, and there was a lot going on that led up to it. Yeah, it
0: makes you wonder, have any dreams? Sometimes I have vivid dreams. And it makes you wonder, are these astral protections? So, like, other planes, I, like, I don't know, it's weird. Like one day I had a dream I was floating down the river. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: It's weird. Do you have really vivid dreams? Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I do that too.
0: I think they're also called lucid dreams. Very hard right? Like I know you're
1: <laughs> It's gotten to the point where I've really learned to recognize um. If spirit's trying to give me a message or not through dreams, so there'll be certain things in the dreams now where uh, they'll show up in the dream, and I'm like, oh, I better pay attention. This is a message. It's going to come up later, and sure enough, it will. When it has something,
0: do, like, just, has something to do with water. This is second or third time it has something to do with uh, water. I'm gonna have to look that up. So <laughs> I think there's a significant meaning if it has to do with water, if you keep having that recurring dream with water.
1: There's so much symbolism with water, too. So it could be rebirth. It could be the flowing. It could be spirit. So much different it's stuff.
0: It was all clear water. It
1: wasn't anything
0: about it. It's interesting. Maybe we <laughs> Like this podcast starting over again. <laughs> so yeah. I always found that fascinating so and I I like to call them. I do readings. I don't really do readings as well, but um I do readings sometimes. I like, give me time. I might have a dream and what I like to call a psychic power dream. So and then I tell them and like whoa. <laughs> and I do have um, psychic dreams. Um, you know, some of them are not
1: so good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of
0: information there, actually. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it can this, yes.
1: Have you ever heard of the Monroe Institute, the Gateway Program? I think I may have mentioned that to you before. There's a Gateway Program, and it, I think it started in... I want to say the 70s, but it's with a guy. His name is Robert Monroe. He started this program, and it's all for meditation, remote viewing, being able to tap into spirit to receive messages. Um, There's a whole bunch of stuff under the umbrella of this program. And he started it to train the military to be able to psychically um, look into maybe contraband boats that were coming over from Cuba, um, just all kinds of different stuff. Um, And so this program, it's available. It's like a seven CD set that you can get now from the Institute. Highly recommend doing that. I've been, I've been through this program twice now and it really helps you tap into it into meditation, and being able to pull messages from spirit, how to decipher dreams, how to get into that dream state um, for astral projection, the whole deal. It's really cool. Yeah, I
0: hear that meditation, do you have
1: a favorite meditation, like music we listen to, or music? Yeah, I do. So part of that program, um, it uses hemisync. And what that does is, is it helps you get past your left brain, is what they talk about. So you have a left brain, right brain. And what they're referring to basically is you want to get past your conscious state to be able to tap into the spirit world. And so the vibration of these beats um, are supposed to even out your brain waves to be able to do that. <gasps> oh, no. That was the whole basis of the gateway program was it was Hemisync and it's supposed to improve. It can improve like your everyday health in terms of emotional state, being able to think clearly. Um, For me, it's helped me with a lot of art projects and writing projects. I've used it for meditation. Um, I will do it before maybe going into, um, you know, like a haunted house. To, to read a haunted house for a group uh, things like that and it's really improved and it gets you into the mindset of being able to tap into spirit without using any kind of meditation state it's like a training yeah sounds interesting so you want to yeah sure it's um so,
0: I did have
1: to. Let me see if I can get this to play for you guys. So just to give you a little background, I do live in Vegas. <coughs> and one of the things that I did in Vegas, um, Art Bell is the guy who started Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite radio hosts of all time. I grew up listening to him. And so my podcast, Small Town Tales podcast, I tried to make it after his show a little bit. And of course, I love like Dave Schrader and Tim Dennis and all those guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so Art Bell, he had a compound out in Perrump, which is 45 minutes from Las Vegas. And I thought it would be a great idea to go see his grave. I always wanted to do it. Yesterday had a little bit of time, so I just went and did it. Um, And I found his compound by looking at his satellite and then looking at, because he said he lived in a compound, right, with a radio tower. So I went on Google Maps and kind of looked around Pahrump. It's not very big. And sure enough, there was a compound with this big radio tower. So I I went, and I think it's his house. I won't give you the address, but he's buried in a cemetery not too far from there and so i went to the cemetery and i caught an evp by his grave i don't think it's him however i think it's probably okay. another spirit trying to scare me or something so let me see if you can hear this okay. did you hear that No, you it okay so i'll give you a little background on this before i slow it down so you hear a panting and that's my dog but then if you listen closely you hear like a moaning from a man a man's voice
0: that time i heard that
1: it sounds like or something like that it's really weird and here it is slowed down
0: okay So yeah, I don't know if, if the audience will be
1: able to hear that or not.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't hear that, that time. <laughs> Maybe.
1: See if I can put it in the chat. Yeah, it's gonna let me in the ch- here. I'm gonna upload it into the chat here. Oh, That's oh, um, one of the things I kind of have a knack of getting is EVPs. I get a lot of them. Everywhere I go, I, I pick <laughs> up EVPs.
0: I think we're so bad
1: it for sure. <laughs> oh, there you go. I put it in the chat.
0: Oh. oh. Yeah, so
1: creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just hear this man and there was nobody there but me and my dog. So yeah, just weird. did you
0: hear it well? <laughs> you recorded
1: it or <laughs> I didn't hear it at the time when I was there. Um I did feel a presence and it wasn't it wasn't art bell though. So that
0: was really I know who it was. <laughs> Wow, it's creepy. <laughs> so thanks for sharing it.
1: No problem.
0: Definitely, yeah, I'm, you know, whatever for you. <laughs> so, um, let's see, moving on. Do you have anything that you'd like to share? I know you put in your questions. Do you want to share a little bit about your book? Um,
1: yeah, I could do that. So I have a novel out. It's called Speaking to Shadows. Um, if you've ever been to New Orleans and visited River River Road and seen some of the plantations down there, like Oak Sally, uh, you would definitely like this book. It's a it's kind of a mixture of diff- several different legends from the properties down there. I kind of combined everything into one to create the story. It is fiction, but it's a historical fiction. And a lot of the voodoo that I've used in it, um, I did a lot of research and in interviews with some people that actually uh, practice. So a lot of the rites and stuff that is read in the book are actually real. Um, of course, they would never come out and be interviewed or anything, because they're very secretive. So I asked you
0: that. Did you? Uh, how did you go know about the research? Like, I um, actually talked to the the people there, and I was just gonna ask you about. That. <laughs> so, what was uh, the question? I think you had to answer one of my questions where I was gonna ask you what, like, how she about the research for your
1: book? <laughs> oh, how did I research for the book? So, after Katrina happens, the, her- uh, the hurricane uh, Katrina, I was actually working in journalism, and I got stationed in New Orleans quite a bit. So it'd be like off and on, off and on. Um, so the first time I showed up to New Orleans, it was two weeks after Katrina hit and some of the city was still flooded, the whole deal. So those trips is probably what started it for me. I met a lot of, just a lot of weird stuff happened during that period of my life. Um, probably about eight months I spent in New Orleans and what I was doing was just kind of following FEMA around and documenting some of the families that were trying to move back. Um, or they would clean out, whatever it is that they were doing. But during that time, I was able to really, because there wasn't a lot of tourists, there was just the locals that were trying to clean up and get their life back together and get the lights back on, right? So when you go to the local bars and stuff down there that was open, it was a lot of locals. I've met so many different people. And a lot of those people are very involved in history there. There was a lot of um, a lot of people that practice voodoo that I've met. Just a lot of different types of people that I would not normally be able to meet. So it was just a perfect setting. Um, but to research for book work, for a lot of the writing I do, I do a lot of ghost writing for different people. I always check with archives. One of the things about the paranormal that I do not like, and I see it all the time, people go on these ghost walks and they, all they do is they put out a book that is a collection of those ghost walks. And then when you go to check with archives about what really happened, nine out of 10 times is incorrect. Like there was a guy who just released a book about Salem, for instance, and he's marking these people as being real witches They were not real witches. If you check with archives, they were people who um, what was happening was the land was being confiscated from these people when they were accused. Um, A couple of them just didn't fit in with the church. It was just a lot of stuff like that. They were not documented as real witches though. So it's just stuff like that, that you know, you really got to do your research. Check with local archives. There's always a historical archives in any city. Yeah,
0: not historical. You know, kind of, yeah. You should do the old-fashioned way of like, researching and the library. I miss doing that. Be there.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to dig into. What happens, though, is people get hooked on these legends yeah. that aren't real, and it's because it sells. You look at Robert Dedal. It's a good example. The story behind Robert the doll, Robert the doll, is not real. I hate to say it. I've, I've, um, there's a couple family members that are still living, who um, are family members, relatives. If you interview the people who who own the house, it's owned by the historical society now. They will tell you that doll was never in the attic. They found it like in a basement in the box when the property sold, when the owner died. So. Yeah, none of the story is true. It was oh, given God. to him by his grandfather. It was not given to him by a, um, I think they called her a a voodoo queen or something like that in one of the stories. Yeah, it's, none of it's true. So always do your research. Always yeah. check the archives. <laughs> Don't we let know. that kind of stuff happen.
0: <laughs> they should, though, when you have to ask permission to get your photograph, though. What was that? It's true that if you do see Robert Todd, you have to ask his um, permission before you take his photograph or something like that. So
1: I don't know. So I was in Key West for again. I spent some time in Key West. Um, I did spend some time with Robert Todd. Honestly, I've I got nothing from that doll. I took pictures with him. I even sold the prints to try to push that envelope. Uh, there was a time where you could buy a print from me with Robert Doll. Nothing ever happened to me. The most creepiest thing was the building that he's in is very haunted. But I think, you know, you, you, people come up with these legends. And then they, you know, groups will go to Robert Doll to do ghost hunting. And they expect to see something, right? right. It's almost like a... a is it called it Topa? So, I mean, I'm not saying it's not real, Robert Adal. He might be haunted, but I don't think it's what we think it is. I think it's more of we brought that energy there. There was a guy I just interviewed with. Um, I just, my last podcast, I'm about to release it tonight, actually. It's on Hoya Forest, and it's supposed to be the most haunted forest in the world. And a tour guide... He's actually the guest telling me, and he's going to tell the audience about his experiences. He says, if you bring the ghosts, you will find them. And I think that's so true with a lot of these haunted locations and these haunted dolls. And I'm not saying it's not a haunted doll. I'm just saying it's probably not what we think it is.
0: I just learned about it from the of Foundation. It's called an Azure energy where um, you manifest your own energies. Yes, uh, your own environment and then that energy becomes that particular subject. So I can add though. I haven't been at a I show here. I really don't hear you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to go see Annabelle. I've never got a chance to go do that yet.
0: I mean, you we do know nice. what
1: though? There's another doll I got to meet. Peggy the doll.
0: Peggy the doll, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what. She is haunted. She is absolutely haunted.
0: Yeah, you know, when they were doing um, the live show, uh, those adventures, you know, they are doing a live show, I was looking at her, and all of a sudden, I was just really strange vibrating, just by looking at it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the story behind Peggy the doll. I don't know. You know, I don't even know where she comes from, but I have been to that museum and I actually got EVPs from that museum, from that doll. I'll send you the link here that you can listen to it in your spare time.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: I won't play them here, but yeah, you can can take a listen to this. Um... What's interesting about Peggy the doll is that um, they have her in this like glass case, right? And my friend asked her, we were allowed to run around the museum. Uh, it was like the flashlight tour at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And my friend asked, asked her, because she had these rosary beads on around her neck. And she goes, do you like your rosary beads? And as, it's like a class A UVP that we got in return. I hate those. And not only does she say that, but it's in a British accent. Oh, wow. So it's really, really interesting.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, I hope to go there one of these days. <laughs> I have a friend out there in May, so I should stay with her if I do go out there. We plan to go out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can come visit me.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend out there. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been in Vegas for years, so I know it's probably changed a
1: lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a great city. I have a lot of fun here.
0: Yeah, this back,
1: <laughs> in, the the in the summertime, it's not as, as pleasant, but in the wintertime in the off-season is considered August and early September. It's when it's like 120 degrees out. You don't want to be here then.
0: Oh, yeah, that was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> the out here as well. It's pretty hot out here. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of um, legends, what is your favorite legends or folklore that you like to study? <laughs> hmm
1: you know probably the skinwalker legends the native american skinwalkers